for all things, for all things KC, KC, for everything Chiefs. It's always, it's always game day in Kansas City. Now, here's your host, Kayla Kinnearum and Cody Tapp. Hey there, welcome to It's Always Game Day in Kansas City. Make sure you like, subscribe, rate, review wherever you get your podcast. I am your host, Kayla Kinnearum. Joining me, as always, is my co-host, Cody Tapp, and our producer, Nick Schwert. Both guys in Arizona. Got the side by side again, guys. Tell me everything that's going on. What's the four one one? Well, listen, Nick. Uh, Nick uh, posted a photo of Caratap on the internet where he looked just terrible today at Radio Row. Your lead, real Caratap. <laughs> Your lead. He bullied. He bullied. He bullied Caratop. We can start there. Did not bully Caratop. <laughs> I thought I no. I thought I literally. I thought he was like a vagrant that had wandered into Radio Row, which didn't make any sense. There's so much. Well, there's so much security. You have to like go through metal detector and then you have to scan your badge like twice just to get in there. So I thought like, you know, somebody should help this guy out. He's clearly lost. He wandered into Radio Row, but then I got closer and I realized, no, that's that's Carrot Top, who apparently is 97 years old right now. Um, so that's what, yeah. He's aging in dog years. It's He's not dating to- um, Nina DeBro. There is no way saying? that is true. There is, I don't know who that is. <laughs> there is no way there is a woman on this planet is. Is hitching their wagon to that donkey. Is she, is she like, <laughs> Is she like well put together? Yeah, she's really cute. Who is this? I'm doing a quick Google. Nina uh, Dobrev. Is that right? Wait a minute. You're what has she me- been in? She's are, was are a we Googling? There is no way. <laughs> oh, I guys, wait. <laughs> <laughs> she's dating Sean White. My bad. Oh, that's okay. way different. So, like, Sean, Sean White is a put together human being. No, the classic they, like, Okay. They are like alternate, like Sean White and he's and bizarre. Carrot Top is bizarre. Like, alternate <laughs> universes, you know. Why am I getting those two? Search who Carrot Top? Well, because they both have long red hair. I think that's oh. the only thing they have in common. Search who Carrot Top's dating. Let's find there out. There is no <laughs> way. Carrot Top is dating. <laughs> I like that these these Super Bowl episodes where Nick and I are in the same location and we've had some experiences where we're sitting next to each other. It, it it offers a different start to the podcast. There's lots of chief things we could talk about, but instead we are going down the uh, the carrot top rabbit hole, which I think the is... carrot top was he a snowboarder? No, Dude, just a comedian. No, he was a comedian who used props. He like had to be bring out this. Big... You definitely thought Sean White's name. So I'm his, guys. I'm normally better at this. Name. I'm sorry. Sean White's nickname was like the flying carrot. No, the flying tomato. Or flying tomato. It's like there's some other like vegetable fruit combination. So it's like, that's probably it. That's why you were okay. thinking. Well, I feel tomato, very... Tomatoes are fruits, yeah. Yeah, I said vegetable or fruit. Common misconception. Right. Just, just so you know. Well, the carrot is a vegetable. Okay, the tomato is a fruit. You're trying did, to correct me. Okay, but did you know that the tomato Yes, I knew that. Or are you just covering up? No, I knew it was a fruit. That's why... Why else would I say vegetable or fruit? I don't know. I think you thought that tomato... This I think is fine. I think we're good. Okay. I think we're good, Kayla. Any other highlights from um, Radio Row that we should know about? Any Brad Pitt sightings, Nick? Since you... No, I, honestly, the, the sad thing is I think the Carrot Top was the most famous person on Radio Row today. I don't know. It's kind of rampant. Wow. Up. I think tomorrow. Is everyone at Waste Management? What's going on? I think Wednesday is when like some more notable guests are going to be showing up. Okay. That like, Monday sense. and Tuesday is sort quiet. of yeah, it's quiet today. Tuesday was a little busier than than Monday was, but it's still not quite what I would consider to be a who's who. Yeah, I think Wednesday and Thursday are the big days. Monday's light, Friday's light. Yeah. Yeah. So we're expecting we'll get there. An answer we'll get there. for you on Friday's pod. Okay. 
we'll be on the edge of our seats for that. I want to convince everybody because there is a TikTok booth right by where our table is set up. And so everybody can see it. It's massive. I want to walk around and convince everyone I'm a TikTok star and try and like book myself onto other shows. That feels like good content. You should try I that. I like it. I don't know anything about TikTok though. So you know when they um go around and ask people if they've heard of a band performing at Coachella and they're like, Oh yeah, I'm a big fan. And they're just like making it up because yeah, yeah. everyone at Coachella is just kind of a fake. But all we need yeah. is one of the runners to let that just to pass out a fake one sheet to like five people. He doesn't even have to take them to the table. Just a fake one sheet to be like, hey, TikTok star, his name is Nikki Nux, doesn't matter. And it's just like <laughs> we just we just go straight into it and we try to you know, convince them to get, if we can book them on one show, I think we're good here. I think it's worth it. I agree. <laughs> Please videotape this. Oh, we will. Great content. We have two interns coming with us on Thursday. They happen to be major league baseball players, but they're interns and they're ready for the job. Wow. You guys are just turning out the content. Yeah. Doing what we can. <laughs> All right. Should we talk about the Super Bowl maybe? Yeah, let's do it. This is why if we're here. We can. Sure, we you know? can. We okay. Can well, I was also going to say, I apologize for my appearance. I just got a massage before this and I didn't have time to fix my you hair. You look relaxed though. That's what's important. I haven't washed my hair since Saturday. But that's normal, right? I mean, how often do you wash your hair? Like once a week? Women, it's a lot <laughs> different than men. Twice a week for me. Mm, twice a week, huh? How Depends if I go to yoga or work out, but six, I've clearly you, not done you wash any of those your hair things. six times a week? Yeah. Pretty consistent. You're not supposed it. to do that. My hair looks fine. You're, you're, they can dry it out, but guys can get away with that. No, because you're stripping your uh, hair of uh, the natural oils. No, it only depends on. That's right, men. Nick. Oh they're my gosh. less with men. They're less likely genetically to have oily hair. That's made up. And it depends. No, I, I. You know what? After you told me this, I looked it up just to prove you wrong. I did research. I oh, did research. Oh, so, so for the time just, you brought this up, I would be prepared. Okay, so you, just, you might be underutilizing. So you've just been sitting on this information. Yeah, since I was just waiting and waiting. Okay. okay, Kayla. We are learning talk. so much about each other. We are. In these it's important. Five minutes. All right, guys, first things first, Patrick Mahomes, Andy Reid, and Travis Kelsey are already considered Chiefs legends. Who else in this game can get to that status, do we think? Weirdly enough, there are, I think there are several options for this answer. Like, I kind of want to say like, oh, it's it, it could be Frank Clark or it could be, you know, because there are some like big names that can still kind of cement themselves in this conversation. But I'm going to take kind of an odd answer to it because I feel like this would be, end up being a surprise for everyone Orlando Brown Jr. Oh, no, that's not supposed to be the answer. But if he shows up in his biggest moment and plays well against this team, he can change everyone's perception of him in a single game. You'd be like, you know what? All those bad things I said about Orlando Brown Jr. I don't care anymore. Look at this guy. Hero who kept the Eagles defensive line away from beating up Patrick Mahomes. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Offensive wait, a minute line... wait a minute. <laughs> what? You think <laughs> that... You think that if he has a good game, he would be considered a Chiefs legend? Yeah, I think. Is that this the, someone you were criticizing all year? Yeah. Like, well, look, I, like I think two days ago. No, like, yeah. I, I look. I said. Well, I said I didn't criticize. I said he just has to have his Chris Jones game. I think the Super Bowl. You don't necessarily have to do all the lead up to it, and he's played really well. And I think he changes his perception. Look, I. He's not the top answer. I think the top answer is probably Frank Clark, who might already be a Chiefs legend based on the number, the 10 and a half sacks and 11 games and all of those things. And if he has one more sack in the Super Bowl and they win it and he has one more epic post-game press conference, Chris Jones is going to be the whole of Chiefs legends. I was trying to point out somebody who I thought had way more room for growth than you would think. And I, there's a couple of choices in there. I think there's some like odd answers to this question because Super Bowls 
form legends in unusual ways. I don't think I would have thought of Damian Williams being a Chiefs legend, but he had one of the best games in the Super Bowl. And I'm always going to think of Damian Williams helping them win that Super Bowl. I feel like Orlando Brown Jr. has has a similar choice here. I don't think one game would take Orlando Brown Jr. from being a, nearly a okay. liability to legend. <laughs> okay, well, who you got? Are we talking just this game or when we look back? At no, when we look back. I think when we look back. But you have to do more than one game. You have to have more than one good game. <laughs> Who's your answer? It's going to be a better one than the one Okay, you what's your answer? Jalen Watson. Ooh, the rookie. Jalen Watson has yeah. had the three biggest picks of the Chiefs season. He ended the game against the Chargers in week three with the pick six. That was his welcome to the NFL moment. He iced the game against Jacksonville. And then he had a huge momentum interception against Cincinnati last week. Two playoff games. Two picks. If he gets a third pick on Sunday and the Chiefs win the Super Bowl, if this seventh-round rookie gets three interceptions in three games and the Chiefs win the Super Bowl, are you kidding me? It almost won't matter what he does for the rest of his it career. Won't. Right. He's playing with house money the rest of his career. Seventh-round pick. These guys aren't even supposed to make the roster. Not only did he make the roster, thrust into a starting role when Trent McDuffie went down, they liked what they saw so much that by the time McDuffie came back, they were comfortable trading Rashad Fenton, who we thought was going to be an like a, the, the number two cornerback yeah. coming into this season. They Which thought, was concerning, by the way. We didn't love of that. Of course, but now looking back on it, they saw what they had in Jalen Watson at that point. And look at what he's done in the postseason. Like We always talk about this. We always discuss players. We can say, hey, you had a great regular season. What did you do in the playoffs? If Jalen Watson gets three picks in three games in a Super Bowl run, that's like Malcolm Butler territory. That yeah. is, holy cow, this guy is a clutch football player. Even if you're right, even if he's never like a an elite cornerback the rest of his career, he'll always have this run. So I think with what he's already done in the first two games, that's an easy one for me. I like that. I'm going with the obvious answer here, and that is Chris Jones. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I don't know what else there is to say at this point. But, you know, it's funny, though, Kayla, is like, I don't know that he's the answer until he at least gets one sack, you know? Like, he's not going to be the Chiefs legend. Frank Clark had Until a sack in the Super Bowl? What do you mean? He already got a sack. No, I'm saying if he hadn't gotten the sack. Oh. Uh, yeah. Oh. Mm-hmm. But, but actually, because my one, Chris Jones is an interesting one because I thought about answering him. Is he already a Chiefs legend? He has. I think he already so. been one of those three? I think so. I think Based he's on the been, season he's had. But he's not quite. That... He's not quite on the Mahomes and Kelsey tier, right? If no, we're no. tiering them, Reed, Kelsey, Mahomes, Chris Jones is probably in a category all by himself. You think Tony could make the list because of the midseason trade? Because of the injuries, he just shows up and has like eighty yards and a touchdown in the Super Bowl. I. It just. I'm bolts gonna him need into to it. see more from him and. To stay healthy. Yeah, no, because, you know, uh, he wasn't involved in the Sammy AFC, Watkins way, had had big plays in the Super Bowl to win. Yeah, he's he's not, not a Chiefs legend. We don't consider Sammy Watkins a Chiefs legend. Do you? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm fine with the Sammy Watkins era, but yeah, it's, he, to was me, a good, yeah. There. he was a good player. He wasn't there like, long enough. Like, you know, what's funny is like you mentioned Sammy Watkins. Dan Sorensen is more of a Chiefs legend. Guy's stopping fake punts against Houston. He's Dirty making Dan. interceptions like it. 
Look, it doesn't have to be the best player. That's what's kind of important about it. It doesn't have to be like Jalen Watson doesn't have to be an all pro corner for the next five years. Yeah. He could be a dude who gets cut in four years because he's a seventh rounder. Rashad Pitt was a sixth rounder. He got plenty of snaps, then eventually got cut because they found somebody better. If Jalen Watson, as he points out, has three picks, then it won't matter. Won't care what he did. He will still be that guy. He'll still have like that reputation. You know what though? More than Tony, before I get to Tony, I would say uh, MVS. Yeah, because he just had the big ace title game against Cincinnati. Came up big against Cincinnati when you needed him. First year, that helps. You were you were saddled with injuries. So you needed him to make some big plays. And he made a couple really big plays. If he had another big game, if he if he goes for six catches for 88 yards and a touchdown, I would entertain that conversation after that. I have another one. Okay. Isaiah Pacheco. Yeah. Once we see how long he's here. Yeah, what but he does. It, you know what's weird? But is I like, feel like he's on his way to that. They're gonna have to give him 20 carries though. <laughs> Just never gonna do that. They're never gonna give yeah. Pacheco 20 carries. Because mm-hmm. we had 20 carries for 120 totally. But it's like, are they gonna do that? They're really gonna give Tony, you know, they're really gonna give Pacheco 20 carries. I don't know. I have a hard time buying yeah. into that. Throughout his entire career as a chief. Yeah, maybe, but I just don't think it's online this game. Yeah, I don't think. Oh, no, no. I mean, like, after all is said and done. Yeah, he's still got a chance running back, win a couple of Super Bowls and have a couple of good games. And yeah, you'll get thrust into this conversation, too. Okay. Any others we want to throw out or no? I think that's all I got. There's probably some other ones, but that's the important. (laughs) Okay. All right, guys. Harrison Bucker. (laughs) I mean, maybe. I guess if he makes some big kicks, but. I just have to mention him every podcast okay we need to look again at how the chiefs got here we have mentioned beach a lot um but does a new article from si mean we need to mention brant tillis more i i found this i found this really fascinating maybe i'm just all on my own but it's like i'm always curious like hey how did you make this happen you weren't supposed to be here this year we had clark hunt on our show on tuesday and he was like you know this was supposed to be like even he's admitting like "Eh, it's supposed to be like step back right we all like Tyreek's gone. We all kind of know, right? Or Steve Palos. It's like, we all we all kind of know that this was supposed to be the like, let's figure this out. How do we do this? But this article from SI, their Monday morning quarter, quarterback article, Brant Tillis, who is like the big money guy for the, if you don't know him, and there's plenty of people who don't, he's like the big money guy for the Chiefs. He's like under Brett Veach, he's the salary cap guru guy. And in this article, it's saying that Brant Tillis, like 10 days after, like it's been like two months. They got Patrick Mahomes. He's not even starting. Alex Smith is still the quarterback. And he's like, hey, guys, we better start figuring out how we're going to pay Patrick Mahomes. You're like, what? It's like, yeah, I mean, you know, we drafted the guy 10th overall. And if he's going to be good, we need to start thinking right now. He's a rookie and not even playing. We need to start right now figuring out how we're going to pay for him because that's going to matter for the rest of this. And as much as it seems like doesn't every organization think that way, look at the Ravens. They don't. People take their time. They drag their feet. They think they got, you know, like they didn't have it. But like I go back through there and that Mahomes deal, even though he makes a lot of money this year, is exactly why they're in this position. The flexibility that thing offers them for seven, you know, like he's on a contract for another decade. The flexibility that thing offers them is what allows them to just make these little micro moves that maybe we don't think are a big deal in the beginning, but like getting Carlos Dunlap and then like those things all add up to Super Bowl. Yeah, it's weird because I think a lot of times if you have the franchise quarterback paying him is the easiest part because you know, you have to do it. It's the other things that are difficult. It's the, not just going after the, the, the bargain, the bargain shopping, right? Like Carlos Dunlap, 
MVS guys like that, but also, but nailing it, you have to nail it. You can't just bring those guys in and then miss on them. You can't afford to miss on these dudes because you don't have money to go out and get a big name wide receiver or a big name pass rusher. So that part feels easy yet. The chiefs, I think were so forward thinking in how they were going to get that deal done when you can anticipate it, when you understand that we don't have to pay him right now, but we're going to have to pay him in two to three years, it impacts every decision you make as opposed to getting to the the point where you do have to pay a guy and now you are hamstrung because you weren't prepared for it. Like look at right now, look at what the Bengals are going to about to ha- like enter into with not just Joe Burrow, but you got to pay T Higgins this year. And you know, you're going to have to pay Burrow, make him one of the top five paid quarterbacks in the NFL and then Jamar Chase is going to want a new contract. And guess what? He's going to want to be paid but like they, a top five wide receiver. There's already in the reports in The Athletic that T. Higgins might not get paid. They might just trade him. But that's kind of the point is that if you Love it. are operating, if if you if you were constantly operating under the assumption of, hey, we can deal with that later. Like, why? right, we have a window now. We'll deal with all the other stuff later. You eventually backload it to the point where you, you run into issues. And the Chiefs, kudos to them, haven't done that. Now, if they would have traded Tyreek Hill this offseason, and let's just imagine they don't hit on any of the draft picks, we would be having a completely different conversation, right? You have to get yeah. the other stuff right too. So that's a big part of this conversation as well. But the fact that the Chiefs, and they've been open about it, they knew very early on they were going to have to pay him has made life so much easier down the road because they were always thinking two steps ahead. Anytime you be like go back and hear all those stories, you're like, oh, they knew. They knew, knew. Which kind of makes it crazy that they never, like when they went to that midseason lull, that final year of Alex Smith, and they were like losing games. They lost to the Jets and the Giants in back-to-back games, who were bad teams, man. They were bad teams. And, and Alex Smith was in like his best year, but it was like they were bad teams. You're like, like Clark, again, Clark told us today, it's like oh, Brett Veach was like sending him like highlight texts. Like, look at this guy, man. No, the pass. Woo. You know, fire emojis. Whatever. Doesn't matter. I can't imagine anyone's ever sent Clark on a fire emoji, but I like to think. <laughs> Why? <that> that's a- <laughs> Dude, come on. I'm no sure way. a lot of people have. You I would if I had his number. Clark Hunt, uh, you think Clark? I don't think Clark Hunt's ever received an emoji. As a matter of fact, I don't think he's ever received. You think an emoji. Clark Hunt is above emojis? Yes, I you do. You don't think like his wife or his daughter's ever sent him like heart okay. emoji? Fine, One thousand percent. Okay, fine. Maybe his daughter, but I don't think it was Brett Feach. But when you go back through, it's like they always knew from like the beginning because the joke was in that training camp in that final year of Alex Smith, and not joke. Matt Nagy's openly said him and Doug Peterson they'd go up the hill. So like they get done with training camp and they would like, they'd like geek out to Patrick Mahomes tape in training camp before he was the starter. It's like, it's that to me always speaks to this. So maybe it's like good preparation, but man, I mean, this still, like, I guess this would be the conversation. Like if you ranked out the most impressive runs of the three Super Bowl runs, the three times they got to the Super Bowl, which one was the hardest, which one impressed you the most to get there? It's this one. It's this one. It's absolutely this one, isn't it? Because you got to the point where now you have four years of teams trying to stop you. You've got three years of teams literally building to try and beat you. And you no longer have the financial flexibility that you had for the first three years. So there's a lot working against you now that wasn't necessarily the case back in 2019. Good point. More power to all the guys handling the money and contracts because that is something... I we did address understand. your lack of accounting skills. So yeah, we did. Wait, what? I said we did address your lack of math and accounting skills. Oh, yes. On a previous episode. This mm-hmm. is true. 
I'm going to financially ruin Odyssey on this trip, I think. I'm just like, I'm not even worried about what I'm spending any money on, Nick. <laughs> uh, speak for yourself. You know, been, been, uh, Are they I've, listening to this? Yeah, I've been... Eh. I've been trying to cut corners wherever I can just to try and save the company. Nick's been actually to... jogging to the convention <laughs> Real center rather guy. than taking you know, the car. Whatever I can do. Whatever I can do to help out the company. That's a, why we're a great, King Yang. A great, great company that takes great care of me. And I, and I like to, you know, reciprocate that. <laughs> Did you guys by any chance ask Clark if he has any extra tickets laying around for Nick and myself? You know, we I did forget to do that. Oh, could you imagine the boldness of being like, can I get to? But he did say <laughs> he did say that he uh, his superstition is that uh, he and his wife kiss before every game. That's sweet. Do you want to kiss before the game? Me and you? <laughs> yeah, me and you. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. I'll tell you what, if they win the Super Bowl, we can kiss after the game. Okay. Nick, are you going now? No, good point. <laughs> you can kiss. Uh, you can kiss Alex. What, now you're putting it on somebody else? <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah, perfect. Find somebody. <laughs> okay. We're going to move on. Before we do, I have to make a quick correction. When we were talking about Chiefs Legends, last episode, I said Tony Gonzalez was in the Missouri Sports Hall of Fame. He's not. Not that anyone cares, but I just wanted to correct it for myself. I don't even catch that, to be honest with you. I didn't either. I didn't, I didn't fact Allen. check everyone you said was in the Missouri Sports Hall of Fame. I myself hope rattling to off names. As, a, as a duo. I won't be in the Missouri Sports Hall of Fame. I'm from Kansas. Oh, tough. Oh, from Kansas, went to Kansas, still live in Kansas, still work in Kansas. So I Do really they have, have a Hall of Fame? The a sports <laughs> Hall of Fame? The Kansas Sports Hall of Fame? Is that a thing? Probably. Of course. They're. What do you mean? Yeah. You think you think you're the only state with a, <laughs> with a Hall of Fame, Kayla? Well, we on, just have so many athletes and stuff. I don't know. Yeah, well, we've got plenty as well. He's just okay. jealous that you're a Hall of Famer and he's not. You know, we have, you know, we have, we have Paul Rudd and Rob Riggle. Are they not from the Kansas side or Missouri yeah, Brad side? Brad Pitt. Yeah, they're from the. Oh, Brad Pitt. We trump everything with Pitt. Oh, I'm hey, sorry. Bradley. Brad Pitt hardly claims Kansas City or Missouri, so you don't really have. He's it. from Springfield, but he doesn't claim it. I don't heard him ever he deny does. it. Does no, he's an LA guy. He's Hollywood. He went Hollywood on you guys. He doesn't come back for games. His whole family still is here. I met I've his brother. I've never seen him stand at a Missouri State basketball game. Who the hell? That's because he went to Mizzou. The Missouri State basketball game. M I Z. hometown team. What did you say? He went to Mizzou. Did he graduate? No, he left like two credits early. College job. Typical Missourian. Mm, Typical Missourian. Is it Missourian? Missourian. Missourian. Dropout. Wow. Deadbeat. Think about I guess where acting he... worked out for him. Yeah, about think about how think about how far he would have made it had he you know stuck around in school, got that degree. I can at least say we went to the same college. We had a few more Oscars by now. I'll tell you that much. Mm-hmm. Like ten, twelve more. Yeah. All right, guys. <gasps> Quarter in the jar. How many people in this? Is this the last game for in Kansas City? The enemy, Clark, Sneed, et cetera. We've currently got 24 players who are under contract uh, for next year. Okay. That's it. So, God, off the top, I think it's the last game for Frank Clark. Although I've really grown on the idea of I just kind of want Frank Clark to come back on a one year deal or, or a reworked two year deal. He's owed way too much money. He's owed like $30 million next year. You cannot pay Frank Clark that. Um, but he's a $9 million dead cap hit. Maybe he'll, you know, maybe he'll work some stuff again, right? Maybe there's a little more flexibility. So I think it's the last day for Clark. I think it's the last game for Eric Bieniemy. I'm really convinced. Really? There, are like, there are like 800 offensive coordinator jobs open. 
I really you think he would like, take another OC job versus a head coaching job? I wouldn't have thought that a couple of years ago, Kayla. But, I, you know, I start leaning more and more towards that. I really think they're going to get something done with Snead. I think this is the last game for Clyde Edwards-Alaire. I think this is the last game for Juan Thornhill. Honestly, I think the list is kind of long. I mean, I, don't we feel like that this is like there are going to be 10 or 15 players that we won't hear from anymore after this Super Bowl? I think Thornhill's gone. Uh, I think it's probably – I think McKinnon is probably gone. He's Whoa. a running back. He was a running back. And I know yeah. a lot of I know a lot of Chiefs fans want to see that want to see him come back on another deal. Listen, he's on the wrong side of 30. He has been great the last, you know, the the second half of last year and the, the end of this season. And he fills a valuable role, but he's playing I almost feel like he's playing himself out of Kansas City. Again, he's a running back, so maybe nobody else is going to want to sign him. Maybe $3 million. Though. No one's ever going to give him like 2 years or 3 years. Maybe, maybe. Um I wouldn't be shocked to see Frank Clark back in Kansas City. I think that's the one guy. I think Thornhill's probably gone. I think the enemy's probably gone. I think, uh, like I said, McKinnon is probably gone. I think Juju is gone. Oh, there you go. That's another one, yeah. <gasps> no! Yeah, yeah. I'm not sure about Juju yet. I'm still oh, thinking I'm, he I'm, might be back. I'm sure. He I'm loves sure. Kansas City. I'm actually, if you were, okay, let's do it like this. Instead of just going through all the players. Who do you, of all the guys, who are you most certain this is their last game in Kansas City. Juan Thornhill. They drafted Brian Cook. He's been fine, but like they're not going to pick up another deal for him. Somebody else is going to pay him like three for $30 million or 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 two for 24 or whatever. I don't know, two for 18, he, and he's going to go. I just don't think that time – I feel like they drafted Brian Cook specifically with the idea in mind that Juan Thornhill was no longer going to be a chief. I think it's Juju. Okay. I Whoa. think we have undervalued his market. Not we as in the three of us, but everybody in an egregious way. Do you think he's getting 20 million a year? Christian Kirk got 20 million a year and Juju is every bit as productive as Christian Kirk More was in Arizona. Some cases. Do you think he would take less to stay in Kansas City? He took less to stay in Pittsburgh. So, but, yes. Okay, but how many times do guys do that? No, but he did it. Okay, but like he to did say it. to say like how many times does any player do that? That is one not, thing. That does not but mean Juju they're going to do, do it. it. But that doesn't mean that they're going to do it for their, their whole career. Yeah, that is not him taking a hardline stance, saying I'm always willing to take less money. He did it, and I would imagine both he and his agent are saying, "No, we already did that. We took a few discounts. Now is when we go and get our money." And it happens all the time. Aaron Rodgers just did that in Green Bay. Just did it. And he said it. Tom Brady did it in Tampa Bay too, or uh, in New England. When they said, no, we took discounts last time around. This time, it ain't taking no discount. LeBron James, all the time. Took a discount in Miami. Then what happened? Went to Cleveland and said, you know what? Yeah, I took a discount so we could do a little super team thing. Now I want every single dollar I can get. And I think at some point, Juju, if this is going to be the first big contract extension of his career, which it will be, that's the one you take all the money you can get on. Especially, Especially when you're if he walks away with a Super Bowl. Race. It's so easy to take an, uh, a discount on a one-year deal. Get a three-year deal, you ain't taking a discount. Especially in this market where you are the number one wide receiver free agent, and it's not even close. Not even close. I wouldn't be shocked if he gets 20 mil per. So the Chiefs are probably sitting there thinking like, yeah, we'd love to pay you 13, 14, 15 million. He's like, yeah, I want 22. Okay, well... You know, have fun in New York next year. Yeah. Good luck being a Jet. Yeah. So I think, I just think he's going to price himself out of Kansas City. And honestly, 
I don't think it's the worst thing in the world. I'm with you. Like, I think if the price is right, we can say this about everybody, right? I was just giving our uh, Alex a hard time about this yesterday. It's like, we can say this about every player. Like, yeah, if the price is right. Well, of course, that's always, <laughs> that's how yeah. we're always going to talk about him. But specifically for Juju, I just don't see him taking that discount. And I think we're maybe undervaluing what the market's going to be for him. Sorry, I'm going to say he stays in KC. I think Who he loves think playing most here likely with to be gone. Who are you sure Kayla's going to be gone? Okay, well, here's my question with Biennemi. If he's not getting a head coaching job, what is the appeal of being an offensive coordinator for any other team than the one he's already on, which yeah. is the best offense? Um, like, I don't understand what moving to another team is going to do to challenge him because yeah, why would you want to go to another offense OC role when you're currently you have the best one in the league right now? Growth. Same reason vice presidents of big companies leave to go be vice presidents at different companies. I know it sounds silly. There's no real, like, Kayla, this is the best offense he's going to be a part of. But if he still has any hope of being a head coach, and clearly he does because he's interviewed with 16 NFL teams. At this point, even though it's not fair, his best, best chance to get a head coaching job is to leave. It just is. And it, his best chance is to go leave and make Lamar Jackson an MVP again, or leave and make whoever the hell the Jets quarterback next year look good again. That's his better chance, his better path to doing it. And OCs don't stick around this long. Yeah. He is the third longest tenured offensive quarter coordinator in the NFL. The other two are the head coaches of the teams that they play for. It's it's like McVay and, and Belichick. It's like, oh, I'm also the OC. So it's like, it doesn't even, and I don't remember those are the exact names, but he is the third longest tenured one. And so it's, they just don't stick around that long. Coordinators change. Coaches change. They move on. And I think at some point what's going to happen here is what happened with Andy Reid in, in Philadelphia, if you're looking for like the Super Bowl connection. It's not like that it couldn't work. It's not like they couldn't just keep trying to like make this thing is. But at some point you can feel the, I think we need to try different things away from each other. And I think that's what happened with Andy Reid in Philadelphia. And I felt like Kansas City and Eric Bieniemy and Andy Reid had that conversation last year. They had a long conversation. That was the report. That him and Andy met about whether or not being in Kansas City was still the best right thing for him. They settled on last year. Sure, it is. But this year, you know, with uh, Nagy just sitting on the sideline, I I, I just feel like it's going to yeah. get a different outcome. Cliff looking for a quarterback role. Yeah. <laughs> I'll go be enemy. That's my answer. Okay. Okay. Guys, do you think MVS could do it twice in a row if he needed to in terms of having a huge game like he did in the AFC Championship game? Um, so history would tell us now that that's, that, that that's not who he is. He's boom robust. He either has one catch for eight yards or seven catches for 120 and a touchdown, which is pretty much what he had against, uh, well, pretty much what he had against, uh, Cincinnati. Um, but I actually think the answer is yes. And here's why him and Travis Kelsey are a very good combination. And what happens here is when they get down to just the two of them, and I don't know, like I'm worried about it because like what if Juju can't play, what if Tony can't play, even though he told he, he said on Monday, I'm playing in the Super Bowl. But if they're shorthanded, they play off of you really, they play off each other really well because you have to decide between covering MVS deep or covering Travis Kelsey in the middle. And what happens a lot of times is people choose Kelsey because, well, you know, he's a Hall of Famer, so no big deal. And that's why I think MVS is still capable because when he's one-on-one, -on -one, that's when he's actually successful or at his best. <laughs> I think, you know, it's a funny answer by Cody. It's just the way you said it. 
Um, no, we got some distractions. You know, we're playing through it. Uh, we're playing through. We're we're in a house with other people, Kayla. There's are you guys missing background. a party right now? I know Pete Sweeney of of Arrowhead Pride fame is pretty much just he, flexing in the background of this yeah. video. We're friends on Facebook or Facebook. We're friends on social media. I've never met him though. You want to meet him? Tell him I said hi. Pete, will you come meet just for one one second of this podcast? Will you come meet in? Wow. First guest. Hey, first guest. First guest on the show. First guest on the show. I'm sorry, I don't look presentable. No, you're just talking to this microphone. This does not. No, no, no. Yeah, talking to that mic, please. (laughs) Talk right to the mic. Hey, everybody. What's up? Hi, Pete. Hi. Nice to meet you. Your hair's up today. I usually is usually down. (laughs) (laughs) That's it. I got a massage. Oh, great I have stuff. oil in my hair. Yeah, that's our Chiefs insider, guys. Oh, that's all we get. Okay, yeah, that's a big. Nice that's a big time. His time, his time is really valuable, and we don't have we don't have the money to <laughs> pay for any more than fifty. Pete Sweeney has fifty thousand Twitter followers, so that's a pretty Whoa, big. Wow, a lot more than me. That might be more than all three of us combined. Yeah, yeah. Wow, I think yeah. it is. Okay, we don't really need to get into accounting game here. Who's <laughs> <laughs> um, a part of it? Yeah, the MVS experience. We you, you hear Packers fans joking about it after he signed with the chiefs this off season, it's like, well, you know, he'll have some games where he makes a circus catch and you go, wow, this guy's incredible. And then he'll have a two game stretch where he drops three passes and you're cursing his name and you don't want him to ever see the field again. And there have been times where you've seen that with the chiefs where there have been games. We go, I don't even, did he even play today? Like I didn't, I didn't see him out there at all. And then that game he had on Saturday, that was best game of his career. I think Mitch Holtis, the play-by-play voice for the chiefs, he said, that guy may have just rewritten like his career story with that game. If the Chiefs end up winning a Super Bowl, that's the new defining moment of his career. Can he do it again? He's never going to be the first guy an opposing defense is going to account for. He's probably not going to be the second guy an opposing defense is going to account for. Because what MBS, he's a speedster, but he's straight line speed, right? And he's not quite Deshaun Jackson where he's just going to absolutely torch your cornerbacks. And the Chiefs haven't been throwing the ball deep. Like We've seen it's more yards after catch when you talk about the big explosive plays in the passing game. And he had one of those the other night. But I think for him, it's just going to be the consistency. Can you have another game where you're getting the ball thrown to you seven or eight times? Because we just haven't seen that much this year. I don't think you need him to go for what was it, 116 and a touchdown. If he can give you five receptions for 65 yards, I would take that all day. If you told me that's what he's getting in the Super Bowl, yeah. I'd feel really good about that. Sign me up. Yeah, for sure. Fellas, are we ready for a vibe check? Oh, man, a Super Bowl vibe check? A Super Bowl vibe check. Okay. Who wants to go first? Wait, this is a lot of pressure. I'm not as prepared as I normally am for this, actually. I'm ready. Oh, Nick, I'm ready. Nick's ready. I don't think go. I'll ever top Taylor, but Nick, take it away. Uh, okay, my vibe for this week is Daryl Hall and John Oates. Hall and Oates? Yeah, that's Ooh. right. Uh, yeah, that's what they're commonly referred to, stage name Hall and Oates. Uh, you know, <laughs> so many... So many great songs. Do you have a favorite Hollow Nuts song? Maneater, probably. Maneater is really good. Um, uh, you case, make my dreams come true. You make uh, on the list. Kisses on my lips. You know, these are all great, but the best one, Cody, we're going to cut that out, cut that. And uh, uh, the best song, though, by them is You Make My Dreams Come True. And this week in Phoenix, dreams are coming true, guys. And that's a great thing because, you know, so many people. So many Chiefs fans, so many Chiefs players and coaches, they have dreams of winning the Lombardi Trophy. That's great, right? That's the vibe. But but more importantly than that, my dream, my personal dream came true this week because I am happy to announce I am now best friends with Jody Horton. 
shut your face. Right. He didn't shut know your who face. you are. Oh, really? We shot a video and I said, do you know when Nick says, Jody Fortson? And he said, no, nah, I never heard. Oh, he didn't know what, didn't know who I was. Guess what, bitch? He knows who I am now <laughs> because he took to Twitter and said, Nick, let's be friends. Wow. Well, because see, I, I also saw a video that Cody's referring to that said he had never heard of you. And I said, wow, yeah, that's so embarrassing did. for Nick since he talks about him all the time. Kayla, you didn't see this? So I haven't then, seen the best friends thing. No, no, so he quote tweeted that video unprompted. Nobody tagged him. He <gasps> quote tweeted it and said, Nick, I'm sorry. Let's be friends. Wow. I'm so happy for you. Dreams are coming true in Arizona, <laughs> folks. I don't know what to tell you. This is a big that moment. That would be like if Tara Lipinski asked me if I wanted to be her best friend. Are you going to wait until after the Super Bowl to try to become his best friend? Or are you thinking you want to start yeah, that friendship? No he's, got, no, he's got too much to worry about this week. You know, he's got too much on his plate. I'm not going to bother him this week. But, uh, you know, after they win the Super Bowl at the parade, you know, maybe I'll toss him a beer and he'll point to me and be like, hey, you, Nick, yeah, you, yeah, you. And I'll say, <laughs> Bestie. congrats. I'm like, I love you, man. And he'll say, I love you, man. And let's catch up after this. And we will. Wow. We'll go to the peanut. I'll get some wings. He'll probably have a BLT because he's an athlete. He's eating light. And uh, then we'll just keep in touch. <laughs> you can get the half sandwich and the wings. You can do both. Yeah, maybe. Maybe. I don't know what we'll do. I just know we'll get together because we're friends now. And that's what friends do. They get together. And they they get do I get any Do I get any credit on the assist? I did post that video. I did stand Which, there. Yes, post the video, right the video in, an, in an attempt to mock me. So, you know I'm not giving you any credit. <laughs> I, Me and Jody are best friends now in space. Of your best efforts. <laughs> uh, yeah. I'm so happy for you. Wow. Super Bowl week really coming through for you. Yeah, it came full circle, didn't it? Yeah, yeah. you guys thought I was down and out, and then boom. Big moment. Big, big moment. Big. <laughs> Still working uh, on that. Did you ask Jody for a ticket? Maybe you got BFF will get you one. I haven't asked anybody for a ticket. Actually, that's not true. I've asked several people for a ticket. And <laughs> it turns out nobody's coming through. Weird. Might yeah. be Super Bowl tickets are hard to come by. <laughs> Who knew? Uh, my vibe is Steve Nash. Now, you might think, well, we're in Phoenix, so I thought we should tie it into that, obviously, right? Canadian, went to Santa Clara. Scrappy player. The Phoenix Sun. But he you know did. what's most important? You know what his most important job was? He's a point guard, which means he's a floor general. Mm. That's what Mahomes is going to have to be on Sunday. Why didn't you just do Chris Paul? He's the current floor general. I, I wanted to do, because screw Chris Paul. I wanted to do Steve Nash. What the hell did Chris Paul do to you? He's played for lots of teams. Steve Nash is known as a son. What do you want me to do, Dan Thunder Marley? Well, Steve Nash also played for the Mavericks and the Lakers, and he coached the Nets. So, I, I okay, but yeah, actually, Dan Marley, Dan Marley, Dan Marley. <laughs> Is that what I should have done instead? We, oh, Charles God. Barkley. Uh, but it's not, I need a floor general. I need a point guard to make my. Oh yeah, yeah. My yeah, point. Sorry. I need. I need a floor general. Patrick Mahomes did that beautifully in the last game, and when we're talking about the injuries at that position. We got to talk. About, come on, Pete. Dude, are you kidding? I'm trying to make a point. Could you be louder with that chair? That's fine. We're going to include that in the podcast. I couldn't hear it. Important. If... The Pete starts making noise, but it's important to me that like he plays that kind of role. I still think that he'll, for the most part, be pretty close to or near his maximum <laughs> of efficiency in the background. But still, when you think about him, he's going to be, he's, he spent his entire year being better at throwing the ball all over the field, throwing it to a hundred different players, assisting everyone in the entire game. And that's what his season became. He became Steve Nash this year. Before, he was just jacking up threes, right? He was a one... Nah, come on. You know what I mean. He was just like, he had... What, he was Nicky Young he, before? Nick <laughs> <laughs> Young? Yeah. Crawford. Crawford. We need other sons. No, guys, listen. Patrick Mahomes has already... We've already heard the NBA comparison, and it's Steph Curry. Why don't we call Pat Swaggy P? 
Because there's already one of those. I don't hate it. I don't hate it. That's a good point. Yeah. And that other Swaggy P's net. We were just destroying your vibe. Okay, bye bye. Sorry, we continue your vibe check, Cody. Didn't have it. Caleb, what's yours, I guess? <laughs> were you done? The floor is yours. You know what? No, floor general, Steve Nash, Patrick Mahomes, Dink and Dunk. You get it. It's fine. This is the first time you've veered off from entertainment and music. So I did books once. Or <laughs> <More> books. <laughs> <laughs> well, okay. Well, my vibe track um isn't super locked up but it the first part is the chiefs are going to win the super bowl that was my vibe check back in october i think and i'm just doing a repeat it's gonna happen vibe i check very happened. confident mm-hmm. okay. what i said i like a repeat vibe okay. check from october my other vibe check isn't much of a vibe check it's just more of like a general um thought psa make the super bowl fan friendly and i am saying this based on how i feel right now <laughs> As in, like, make it affordable for a normal person? The fans who support this team season after season, through the good, the bad, the ugly, deserve to watch their team play in the Super Bowl. I'm including myself and Nick in this. Cody, you already have a ticket, so this doesn't apply yeah, to you. Yeah, sorry. It's a credential. <laughs> I have to work. I'm, wor- I'm working, okay? You know? You I know it's a moneymaker. I know it's a corporate thing. But I think it's absolutely ridiculous that the cheapest ticket I can find right now is $2,000 to watch a team that I talk about three times a week play in a game. It's asinine in the ter- words of Ken Canaram. Yeah, I would I just agree. like... I agree. I it think, needs to be fan friendly. It needs to be yeah. affordable for the actual fans. And I think as a show and as in an act of solidarity, we should not, if, if we can't all go, then none of us should go. And- <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> I got to pass mine up too. Well, Pete was on the show, so you got to tell him that's a good too. Uh, Nick, the people, the by the way, Nick, the people I'm asking, I'm, if I can get more than one, it's yours, pal. Wow. Let's go. Let's what go. about you? If you can get more than one, it's a chaos? Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. Oh, yeah. Does, is that reciprocated? Oh, yeah. No, yes. Or? We're a team. We're a team. We're a team. <laughs> yep, absolutely. Well, and do you know what also really grinds my gears is when people who aren't even fans of the Chiefs, who I know, are like, oh, yeah, I'm going to Super Bowl. I'm like, you don't even care about this team? Oh, my gosh. It drives me crazy. I'm actually getting really fired up just talking about it. Uh, but that's it. what I've been dealing with this week, and I'm just – I've had it. The fans well. deserve to watch their team play. Let's sneak in. Discussion. Let's just sneak in. <laughs> Let's get I'm arrested. Sure. How about that? Yeah. I'll put you under Let's like get a banned from the Super Bowl forever. That'd be fun. Oh, yeah. We can actually. I'll like, be on your shoulders. Oh, dude. Put us in. Yeah. Act like we're like your radio equipment. We'll just put us in a suitcase and just go through the x ray machine. It'll be fine. Are you like this? Yeah. <laughs> falling out of the socket. Perfect. I mean, I'm still working on it, but yeah, we're still. I'm working on it too. Team morale is down at the moment. I'm not feeling super confident. I'll be down, but not out. We'll see. Down, Down, but exactly. Still hope. All right. Nick, did you want to add anything about your Jody Fordson story? I think, I think uh, the the story speaks for itself. They're now best friends. I was going to give you a hard time about it, but then you threw it in your vibe check. So then, then we couldn't. Hell yeah. And I didn't, I didn't know the other part. That's very exciting. I'm happy for you that that happened. Thank you. Thank you. Guys, any um, what's coming up at Radio Row? Boy, uh, do we have? I guess you really don't know because you just grab people who are there, and you never know really know who's there until day of. Okay, well, we'll just um be looking out for that then. We're gonna actively work on the next couple of days getting Nick booked as a TikTok star. That's really what's coming up on Radio Row. Can we get Nick one interview with one radio station as a TikTok star? I need to learn how to like do the nene or something like so I can. You could just you could be like be like a food (laughs) people don't know. Is that still in? He I could, don't know. He the whipping the whipping nene. Why would he go that way? He could be just like that famous food review guy from like Las Vegas, but like 
the Phoenix version. It doesn't matter. Yeah, that's good. Makeup? Yeah, make anything up. People will just be like, oh, okay. That's true. Also, I heard that there are like TikTok stars that are going to be there at the Super Bowl. And again, I'm like, you don't even care. Exactly. You don't know who they are. No one will know that Nick's not a TikTok star. It'll be perfect. Yeah. Can't, Can't wait for this content. Well, guys, enjoy Radio Row. We will be back with you all on Friday for our last Red Friday episode. Tough. Wow. The season really flew. Time flies when you're having fun. That is Nick Schwartz. He is Cody Tapp. I'm Kayla Canaram. This is It's Always Game Day in Kansas City. Don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review wherever you get your podcasts. And we will be back with you all on Friday. Bye.